Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, commit or quit listeners? Welcome to the show. My name is Eric Nam. Hey, and this is Eddie. And today we are joined by another special guest. This time calling in from Australia. Australia, mate. Yeah. That's right. You may know this multi-talented Canadian actor as Jung Kim from the hilarious sitcom Kim's Convenience. And very soon, you will be seeing him on the huge, huge big screen as the lead in upcoming Marvel blockbuster Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I can't believe it. We have an Avenger on Commit or Quit. Bro, we made it. We can retire now. Well, I guess we had Randall Park also. Whoa, wait. We have two… Is he an Avenger though? He's not an Avenger, but he's but in he's it. in the Marvel Universe. But he may become an Avenger That's too. right. So we… Damn. Bro, mom and dad would be so proud, but they're not. I'd be like, mom, we got two Marvel Studios characters in our podcast. And she'd be like, what is what? Marvel? Yeah, she'd be like, oh, Iron Man? And we'd be like, no, Iron Man died. And she'd be like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Today we have Simu Liu on the podcast. And we talked about one of his favorite TV shows, Black Mirror. We also spoke a lot about his life, how he grew up, how he got into acting, and um, the parallels of Deloitte. Yeah, we have a lot in common, dude. Right. It was kind of it was kind of weird, but very cool. Yeah. Um. So I think you guys will really enjoy this conversation. Uh, it was a lot deeper than some of our other episodes. Uh, he had a very interesting approach to some of these episodes. So yeah, sit out of that. So. Sit back, relax, get a cup of coffee, tea, or alcohol, whatever you want, and enjoy the show. This is Commit or Quit. Hey, uh, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Oh, I actually heard this is really good. What do you say? Should we commit or quit? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Commit or Quit. Mr. Simu Lu. What's up, Simu? How are you, man? What's up? How's it going? I'm I'm doing well, I don't want to say great, but I think as well as as well as one can do while quarantining completely by themselves in a totally <laughs> different country than all of their friends and family. But all things considered, oh, man. uh, you know, in good health. Okay. Well, just for context, uh, we know this, but the people who are listening may not know this. So uh tell mm-hmm. people where you're calling in from right now. I'm calling in from Sydney, Australia, Australia, as we, Australia. As we call it over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've spent a lot of time here, so you know, yeah, nah. I, I, you know, I think I'm, I'm starting to talk a little bit, a little bit like <laughs> the locals, which is great. Nice. Um, yeah, we were we were shooting a little a little movie, a little company called uh, Marvel, um, but obviously, Ooh. like like every other production. On the face of the earth right now, um, you know we've 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 kind of been put on hiatus. So, yeah. So it's it's a lot of it's been a lot of hanging out. Yeah, with my thoughts. I, we just you're just completely by yourself. Oh wow, that's yeah. That's, that's got to be a I'm little lonely. Some, 
I'm on some I am legend stuff right now. No, it's it's not too bad. I'm I'm exaggerating. No, like we can still like we can still go out for walks, you know, once in a while, clear our head. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the great thing about Australia is, um, you know, the government acted pretty quickly when everything mm-hmm. happened. So we shut down our overseas borders and then uh, we shut down interstate borders as well. Um, so basically now we're looking at, you know, infection rates in the in the single digits every day, which is really, really encouraging. And, you know, right. everybody is taking the lockdown super seriously. There haven't been any anti-lockdown protests going on in the country, which is really mm. more than I can that's, say for y'all. That's um, key. <laughs> hey, touchy subject. I don't want to be looped in with them, okay? Yeah, certainly okay. is. I've been isolating right, very yeah. well. <laughs> but yeah. no, we, we hear you on that. That's good. We're glad to hear yeah. you're safe. You're isolated. Um, how how far along are you guys… Were you in, in the process? Are you… I have no um, idea. We, yeah, we shot a you know we shot a good chunk of the movie. I don't I, I don't know mm-hmm. exactly how much, but I mean I, I I do know that you know like you you get into like all things. I think you you start doing something and you get into a rhythm and and obviously you know and and, and it was just like it, it was very sudden that you know all of a sudden they were like um, you know okay you know a couple of people are going to go get tested and we're like okay that makes mm-hmm. sense let's let's hold you know let's hold everything for uh, a few days and then a few days turn into a couple of weeks and couple weeks turned into just like indefinite which i feel like i mean mm. the whole world kind of went through right or like we were learning right every single day you know what what the developments were what was happening around the world and it just seemed like every day was worse like so much worse than the right. day that came before um so yeah well glad to hear you're safe and uh before we we move on we do have to say happy birthday you just you just turned 31 sir alone in isolation I see the balloons. Congratulations! What did you do I for your birthday? I bought it for myself because I was lonely. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I got wonderful friends back home in Toronto. They, um, yeah, they, they they made sure that I felt I felt loved, even though I was very far. That's away. awesome. Yeah, what did I do? Um, well, I bought myself um, I bought myself an Oculus Rift. Uh, okay. And then um, you know some some of um, some of our team members down here got me a, a few gifts. So I got a I got a ukulele. I got uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4. Um, so I feel like I can keep myself entertained for a while. That's good. That's good. Dude, and you're looking pretty fit as well. I'm glad to see that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That means the sweater hides <laughs> hides everything pretty well. The thing, the thing is, like, there's so much delivery in Australia. There's so many options, which is fantastic. But I have uh-huh. ordered boba like every other day. <laughs> it's been awful. And of course, like when you order... You don't want to order just one because you got like a four. You're looking at a four ninety nine delivery fee. You're like, okay, right. that delivery fee is like a, a whole boba on it on its own. So you're like, well, Word. I'm gonna get like two or three and just mm-hmm. like keep the rest in the fridge. But then of course they come and you finish one and you're like, well, I might as well just drink another one. Uh, you know, <laughs> or maybe you I, don't, dude. Know. Maybe I completely you take care of your bo- no. Oh, I right. completely hear you on that because I feel like everything ju- is justifiable by the fact that I'm in isolation. I'm like. Should I have ice cream at like 1.30 a.m.? Like, no. And then you're like, why not? But you are in isolation and you're you going through a traumatic experience. Yeah. So you should really take care of yourself by having a bucket of ice cream. That's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, I think I you need that. to listen to that part of yourself for sure. Right. I'm just embracing it. The, my inner, inner fat, fat kid, five-year-old fat kid who loves cake is just fully embracing itself. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Do you guys cook? Do you are you are you like very like you're comfortable cooking? You're like 
Uh, We've been cooking a good bit. Oh, that's we're good. not disciplined. That's good. We just throw stuff into the pan and then we just hope it works out. But then, luckily, so Eddie's wife, Brittany, is a, is an amazing cook. So she's been cooking a lot for the for the fam here. So yeah, um, nice, nice. We, uh, oh, it's we so, get by. I'm so jealous. It's so good to, to have. I'm sh- I'm sure it's so good to have people to to go through it with. Um, it it, it, be, it is a blessing. Nice. It I is. have a so pillow. We're, we're thankful. <laughs> it's my only. It's my only oh, roommate right now. It's an Avengers pillow. That's awesome. Yeah. There you it go. It is. It is an Avengers Tom, pillow. So it does. Yo, it does make me smile a little bit. <laughs> Tom Hanks had Wilson. You have an Avengers pillow. We good. We all good. We're living. We good. We good. It's yeah. amazing. Um, so for those of you, you know, for our listeners who I just realized yeah. like we haven't properly, you know, introduced kind of your profile and like who you are and what you do um, in detail. I mean, I feel like everybody knows you and if they don't, they should know oh you. And God. if they don't, they will know you. Right. So let's do a little bit of background check, right? So uh, I first saw you on Kim's Convenience a few years ago. Uh, I was just scrolling mm-hmm. through Netflix and uh, that's how I came across you. But you also have, you know, a lot of different roles here and there in different dramas and sitcoms. So I feel like people have become very familiar with your face. Not to mention, you used to shoot a lot of stock photos. So your face is on all sorts of books and billboards and advertisements. <laughs> so nobody, you know… Bro, it, do <laughs> not even get me started on the stock photos. Oh my god. I'm about to, I'm about to go so, off on these… <laughs> so if y'all don't know him, you've probably seen him somewhere at some time. Um, but I guess when he kind of when you kind of exploded onto everybody's uh, phone or tablet or whatever they're getting the news yeah, from yeah. is when you were cast as Shang Chi, which is yes. congratulations. I've never been able to tell you that in person, but congratulations, congratulations, man. Thank you. Are, Thank you. You are putting on for all of us Asian kids around the world. Um, and Thank so you. we're so excited to see that come together. Thanks, man. And for everybody that is wondering why me, I literally wake up every day and think the same thing. I'm just like… <laughs> really? Yeah. Dude, you got to give yourself a little bit more credit. I did a little <laughs> bit of a Twitter, Instagram stalking and you're doing like triple backflips and yeah. punching through walls and yeah. doing somersaults. I mean, oh, dude, man. like… This wasn't any ham yet. Meanwhile, I can I barely cut that you paper added towels. punching through walls there. Um, <laughs> that may or may not have actually happened, but I, you know what? For the purposes of this introduction, I'm going to say yes. Right. I, I, yes, I have punched through many a wall. Yes, I got oh, you, man. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about your background. I mean, I have a little bit of detail here on my little iPad about your life, but you know, you. I mean, okay, the, we have to talk about it. On my thing, it says yeah. Deloitte. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we should talk about it. <laughs> Let's unpack this right now. So, my fans know, very well know, that I was supposed to be a consultant at Deloitte doing strategy and operations. And I put that on hold to become a singer. And now, just TV, whatever kind of stuff. Now, yeah. I find out that you were at Deloitte doing accounting. Is that right? Yeah, man. I was in the audit practice. So, okay. Well, okay. A bit of background. <laughs> you know, because I feel like some viewers are going to are gonna watch this and they're going to be like, oh my God, they're the same. You know, they were at the same <laughs> point at one time. And I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you that Eric was way far above me because <laughs> uh, as, as far about? as like the, as far as the hierarchy of jobs goes and like in like finance or business, accounting is like 
like mid to low, you know, like Stop low it. starting no, it's salary. Not. It's what like, yeah, man. About? Yeah, dude. It's all about the consultants. It's all about the iBankers, right? It's like a corporate <laughs> finance, sales and trading, derivatives, whatever. It's all that stuff. So that's that's where you're at. Consulting, all the, they're way up there. Anything that deals with strategy. Yeah. For me, just glorified calculators that just like come in and like <laughs> go through bank statements. We're like, oh, yeah, that number looks like that matches with this number. That's good. I'm going to put that in my Excel file and, th- and then repeat, rinse and repeat times like a trillion. So that that was that was no. my life. And then you were also smart I- enough to be like, I don't want to do this. Whereas I was like, <laughs> sure, let's go. <laughs> this is my destiny. This, this is what is I've my been destiny. told I'm good at. Dude, well, you know what? I'm going to slightly disagree <laughs> with you, but regardless, we are here putting on for Asians, doing our thing, music, acting, movies, whatever. Yes, sir. And uh, it's it's about that path that gets you to where we want to be. And we are getting there. So I'm, I'm so excited to see you kind of come up in Thank that you. way as well. Um, Thank you. But, Thank you. I mean, how did that happen? How did you go from being in an audit and accounting to becoming an actor? Like, what was that process? Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, this is this is going to take a while to explain because because you know what? Like that that adage is true that you can only connect the dots looking back, and 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 looking back, it all feels so deliberate. But I very mm-hmm. vividly remember actually going through it and be like, I have no idea what the f I'm doing every single day. I'm waking up and I'm just like, I'm just going to take it a day at a time. So, so what happened was, um, first of all, I hated my job. Mm. And I, I think, I think you can meet me for like five seconds and you can probably be like, oh, this guy's not meant to be an accountant. He's just like, mm-hmm. he, th- th- there's a certain personality type that thrives in like a, in a yeah. structured and analytical environment. And then you're like, oh no, mm-hmm. this, this dude's all over the place. He's not, mm. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you know, he, he, he can't do that stuff but um but obviously i lacked a lot of self-awareness so i i was working at deloitte i was hating it every single day and um and all on my feed because growing up i had i had idolized so you mentioned like these backflippers these stuntmen like i had idolized these stuntmen because i was like oh these guys are like in movies and movies was something that really Mm -hmm. fascinated me i was an only child my parents worked all the time so i basically raised myself off a tv going to the theater on weekends by myself and all that stuff so i was always fascinated i always kind of you know secretly harbored like you know a a passion for it but never really kind of let myself believe that i could do it i don't know if you kind Mm -hmm. of felt the same thing where like yeah you know you're raised you're raised in a family right right and and you know it's like your your parents don't know and my parents didn't know anything about show business so of course like that was not in the cards for me that was just it was just never going to happen um but i would like you know i would look at these careers of like these stuntmen from afar and i'd be like man wouldn't it be so cool to like get beat up on tv for a living or like you know to like to like say a line like that would just be like i i used to tell myself like i just man if i could just get one role where i say a line on on tv like i'm good i'm gonna be good Mm. Um, so I'm working at Deloitte six months. I hate it every day. Um, I start going on Craigslist just to be like, you know, how, how hard is it to break into acting or whatever? And, um, so I just went into, I went on a Craigslist and I searched acting gigs and, and I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not a great idea, especially if you're a woman, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of porn out <laughs> oh, there. Oh man. Right? Oh, okay. so 
you know, I went through, I went through the ads. I sifted through a lot of, a lot of porn, um, porn ads. Not that they would want, a, you know, they're mostly female oriented. <laughs> um, but then I came across one that was like Hollywood movie seeks Asian males. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh shoot, either like they're going to scam me out of a lot of money or this is legit and <laughs> I'm going to be on a movie set. And uh, it turns out it was Pacific Rim. Uh, oh, Guillermo wow. del Toro, a big budget, $150 million movie. And um, yeah, they were looking for Asian Asian guys. They were, they were going to pay minimum wage. It's going to be like show up on set at 4.30 in the morning. And I was like, hell yeah, this is the best. <laughs> so I, I actually like... I actually skipped work that day and um, <laughs> and I went and I went at 4:30 to Pinewood Studios and uh, and we and and we like shot a scene and I was like it was like the greatest thing I'd ever experienced because it was like you know y- you imagine like what the office is like at an accounting firm yeah. on four at four o'clock on like a Monday afternoon right you imagine that energy and then it was like being on a film set was the was the diametric opposite of what that was, mm-hmm. which is like everybody, ADs, PAs, actors, extras, everyone's so excited to be there. Everyone's so like, you know, it, it's almost military in the way that everything works and coalesces. And it's just, it's a thing of beauty to actually witness. And um, I, I was going through it for the first time and I was just like, oh my God, I, I just want to keep doing this. I want to mm-hmm. be around this energy because I can already mm-hmm. feel myself like coming alive, you know? And... Um, Lo and behold, like the the one day I decided to cut work was the one day that everybody was trying to reach me. I come in the next day and I'm like, uh, look, I guys, I got food poisoning. I, you know, I pulled, I tried to, I, <laughs> I tried to dig myself out of it as much as I could. And they're like, uh, okay. But like they, you know, they knew, I think. Oh, man. And they could tell by my effort level. Like I was not like a first in, last out kind of guy at Deloitte because yeah. I literally... I just like, man, it physically hurt me to be at the office. I'm, I was one of those guys that like looked at the clock every day to be like, oh, when man. can I leave? When can I leave? Like, Dude. I'm just waiting for one person to pack up right now so I can get the hell out of here. And, right. um, and so a few weeks later, called me into the office and they're like, yeah, listen, we're making some cuts and uh, we could tell your heart's not really into it. So, you know, we feel mm. like it's time for you to maybe consider <laughs> finding another place. Yeah. They're just like, Simu, you got to start like using periods at the end of your sentences. You're, like, you're not even capitalizing yeah, your words anymore. <laughs> you're not even. Uh. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. 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 But that's cool. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I say it's cool. We can say it's cool now because look at where you are. But like, I guess in the end, in the big scheme of things, like you kind of being cut in that way probably forced you to say, am I, what am I going to do? And this is what I really want to do. And that's what I'm assuming. You you kind of made the move to to really pursue this dream or this passion, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't maybe it wasn't like, oh, I got I got laid off, so I'm gonna be an actor now. But it definitely mm-hmm. was like, you know, I remember coming home that night and being like, what am I gonna do? I'm I like I don't know how I'm gonna tell my parents. I don't know, like my mm-hmm. life is over basically. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like. Actually, it's 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 kind of cool. I slept in. I remember I slept until like eleven thirty, and I was like, "Man, this is nice. Like, I don't have to. I don't have to go to this job that I hate, which is a plus." Um, and then I was like, "Yeah, maybe I should take some time and just like, just you know, have have some fun." And and for me, mm, that right. meant 
going on Craigslist every day and like seeing, I was just like, yo, I, I, I was like convinced that if I had just, if I would just get on a film set, say a line that like I would cure myself of this like weird little passion that I had. And I would uh -huh. just go back and interview again and, and work for some other accounting firm or go to take an outside and go to law school or whatever. But like, yeah, I was just right. like, yeah, let, let me, let me just, let me just pursue this a little bit and see where it goes. Because I've always just, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to be able to. Right. Uh -huh. So then I start going on Craigslist and then, you know, I, I wind up as an extra on like this commercial or that TV show. I mean, I was just doing whatever I could get my hands on. And then, you know, a few months in, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go to an agency and, and see if they would take me on. Um, and, and just kind of see where it goes from there. Cause that was, I mean, obviously, you know, you can get your hands into little places on off of like Craigslist or open calls, but in order for you to really go for the big stuff, you need to be represented. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, I called, you know, I, I sent my resume out to a bunch of agencies in Toronto. Nobody took me seriously because I was just a guy, I was just a guy with no experience whatsoever. Mm. But this one agency is a bit of a boutique uh, a bit of like one of those, um, you know, we represent like 100 people and just kind mm -hmm. of like throw paint at the wall, see what sticks sort of thing. Right. Um, but they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like we don't have many Asian people on our roster. Like we'll, we'll take you on. And that was like the, the little leap of faith that I needed. So they started mm -hmm. sending me out to auditions. I booked a commercial and then I, I did end up getting my first on-screen speaking role on a show called Nikita starring Maggie Q. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if y'all are familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. So uh, it was Hong Kong desk cop, number one, two lines, Chinese accent, <laughs> everything. What was your first and line? It was, um, I can do it in character if you want. It's... Um, Please. Inspector, you have a call from headquarters. That's it. Oh, wow. my God. You, Blown you away. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Inspector. <laughs> yeah and I, mean, I knew and i knew then i was destined for greatness uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude oh that's awesome that's like such a yeah that's a such a cool inspiring like full circle kind of story you know in in, in many ways and uh i think how, people, well, how i think a lot of people i was 22 i was sorry i just turned 23 a, a week after i got laid off so i was sorry i was 23 but um okay yeah, I think I think the reason why it resonates with so many people is because it's so just like brute force. Like nobody, you know, like nobody came up to me in a mall and was like, I, I discover you or I'm I'm a gatekeeper and I give you this opportunity. Like it was just right. like me being like, I just want to do this and mm. I just want to do it every day. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously being on TV that one time did not satiate me the way that I thought it would it made me a hundred times hungrier and um you know just even just like being on set talking to people who did it for a living made me believe like hey maybe I could maybe I could make a living maybe I won't make a lot of money but I'll support myself doing something that I genuinely love mm -hmm. and that's enough for me and so yeah that's that's kind of how it all started that's awesome that's amazing two things I take away from this right you guys have mm -hmm. such a similar uh, similar story, but in totally different fields, totally different times in different cities. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's fascinating. Um, and then secondly, 
I don't know if this is a win for Deloitte or a, a total loss, <laughs> right? Both you and Eric are very vocal. Like, I was going to have this. I had this steady job and I was just like, whoop, it's too boring. I'm going the other direction. <laughs> so while Deloitte is there and they're like, yeah, we're killing it. Like we got Simu and Eric and all these you know people. What? My <laughs> argument is that means Deloitte just has some really, really great people. I agree. Some very talented, well-rounded individuals who make it through their… Uh, what's it called? Recruiting process. And that's how they end up with people like you and I. That's what I think. That's interesting. You know? I, I Yeah. And I, I think that there is… There are… There are types of people suited for different types of jobs. I mean, that's obvious. I think… I think… Yeah. Like… The, Deloitte… Deloitte deserves to have people working for their wonderful company… Uh, who actually want to be there. And, you know… <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, have you Listen kept in touch with people? Yeah, have you kept in touch with people from your Deloitte days? You know what? Um, there, there was actually this one partner who I was mm-hmm. fairly close with. Um, just because you know, I, I think he and I got along got along pretty well. We were both like, I mean, he he was, um, you know, he was Indian Canadian, so he 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 himself was an immigrant. I was the mm-hmm. children of immigrants. I feel like we just kind of bonded. We would uh-huh. talk a lot, and and when I when I actually got laid off, I went straight into his office, and I cried because um, uh-huh. I didn't know who else to talk to. Um, so he actually, I mean, I mean, he was like, "Don't worry, you know, I'm going to coach you through this process." And I mean, his intention was like, "Oh, I'm going to get you another job." And then we we kind of started to lose touch after I was like, "Actually, I'm 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 going to try this whole acting thing," and he was like, "Oh, okay, well." Um, <laughs> You know, I kind of think that you should still pursue your CPA, but uh, you you yeah. do you, I guess. And then that was it. And I actually just maybe it was quarantine. Maybe it's you know, maybe it's just like being by yourself. You start to reflect back in your life. But like, I actually sent him an email just the other mm-hmm. day on his work email, and I was like, "Hey, I don't know if you're still at Deloitte, but just wanted to say hi." And he responded. He was like, "Yep, still at Deloitte." Wow. So I think we're gonna we're, next time I'm back in Toronto, we're gonna catch up. And it's gonna be that's awesome. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I have one partner that I I stay in touch with every once in a while, and then like people that I interned with. But he nice, he nice. emailed me out of the blue uh, earlier this year. It's like, hey, I'm I'm uh, swinging by Korea on my way to Singapore, and I thought of you, and I have to say that your story probably is the best story for a reason to leave Deloitte. And I was like, thank you. I guess. Nice. And then, and nice. then I found out there's you as well. So I was like, there are these two Asian dudes <laughs> who leave Deloitte. <laughs> said F the system. Who said I'm F out. the system. We're going to go and, and do other things. But all to say, yes. you know, we're appreciative. Do you, find, we, we're do you find that a lot of Asian Americans, Canadians in entertainment, I mean, a lot of us, like, this isn't what we do natively. Like, we had to kind of hard pivot at some point in our lives. And, and I think at least part of it or maybe even most of it has to do with just the fact that like our parents would have never let us pursue this in a million years right dude i mean without trying the other thing when i went on this audition program my mom literally called and said i'm so glad you're getting this out of your system so people can know and you will finally know how untalented you are (laughs) mom and i'm just telling (laughs) it like it is thanks mom i love you too she goes, so Dude, hurry up, only, fall off the program, and come home. And only like, Asian you, people, only Asian people understand. My my mom, <laughs> same thing. She was like, 
you really you think that you like you you can do this mm-hmm. you're gonna be an actor have mm-hmm. you seen you <laughs> <laughs> have you seen you and like thanks mom like uh, thanks have mom. you seen you and then have you seen like andy lau do you know what he looks like do you do you see any of the famous people on screen you know what they look like you don't look like that <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh god. Oh man, this is I mean, we could go on Yeah, this for is what the hours yeah. on this, but this is what the universe yeah, has been yeah, waiting yeah. for. Though. You know, I, I'm I'm so excited to to meet people like you and this all these people in that group that we have and just this um I want to say like roster of really cool Asian American, Asian Canadian, whatever. Uh-huh. Um people in entertainment who are just putting on and like trying and testing new waters. And it's exciting. And it's new frontiers and we're Thank having you. a great time. And and it's exciting Thank that you, we can have these conversations and people can listen in. And hopefully they… if Even if they don't relate to it, regardless if they're Asian or not, they walk away with some just good vibes and some good inspiration. Um, Amen. So, yeah, man. Um, Absolutely. But, I think see. the two of us… Man, the two of us are just living, living proof that like… You know, if you have a dream… That is beyond just what you know. What the beaten path entails, or what what people expect of you, you you owe it to yourself to to go and try. Mm. Amen, amen. Yeah. Um, but th- you know, we've talked a, a little bit. I mean, I didn't even realize time went this fast. But <laughs> we talked a little bit about you know your background, where you're from, what you're doing. But yeah. we have to talk about a show that you wanted to talk about today. As you know, this show is called Commit or Quit. And uh, we are presenting our listeners with the show. And we decide for them we should commit to it. AKA keep watching. Or we quit it. And drop it. Um, And you brought to us Black Mirror. Yes. I present to you Black Mirror. Black Mirror. All right. So uh, Simu has brought us this incredible anthology series called Black Mirror. And I'm sure many of you have heard of this anthology series before. It's on Netflix. There are five seasons so far. And mm-hmm. I would like to argue that almost every single episode in this series is a big slap in the face. It just punches you in the face and it makes you question yep. everything that you know about yourself and about existence. Um, but you brought us two specific episodes for us to discuss. Right? That's right. That's right. And Which episodes are those? Three. It, which yeah, opinion, is it is, 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 was one of the is peak Black Mirror. Um, not okay. that the mm. other seasons are not great in their own way. I think they are, and like you said, every every single episode is self contained. It's an anthology, so you can kind mm-hmm. of pick and choose which ones you watch. But uh, why I picked um, these two episodes, uh, San Junipero and uh, Playtest, are because they, for me, are the examples are peak examples of storytelling, and what I learned. Watching them, I try to apply to everything that that every creative pursuit that I ever hmm. undertake. It, it oh, like wow. laid out for me the rules of storytelling Whoa. and how to keep an audience um, um, captivated with with what you're trying to tell them. Right. Uh, okay. Well, we'll we'll jump into that. I'm, nice. I'm very curious to hear that. Yeah. But before we go into that, real quick, we're gonna read our listeners, uh, give them a quick synopsis on what these two episodes are. So let's start with Playtest. Eddie, could you please read us the Netflix synopsis for Playtest? Oh uh, yeah, no problem, Eric. Um, 
So the Netflix synopsis says, this is an American traveler, short on cash, signs up to a test to test a revolutionary new gaming system, but soon can't tell where the hot game ends and reality begins. And this is about playtest. Right. So there's that. Mm-hmm. There's American Traveler, needs to make money, goes and tests the game. And there's another one, San Junipero, which is… How does that go, Eddie? In a seaside town in 1987, a shy young woman and an outgoing party girl strike up a powerful bond that seems to defy the laws of space and time. Very well done. Thank you. <laughs> so, Man, uh, I guess… I just got chills. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goosebumps. Just goosebumps. So playtest. Uh, Eddie gave us a quick synopsis. But pretty much there's this young guy, American. He leaves home. We're not really exactly yeah. sure why. And um, he goes to Australia. Trying to find Australia. soul searching. Yeah. He goes to Australia. He goes to where you are. I think I he think, goes to the right? UK. I think he goes to the UK. Was it the UK? Uh, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was somewhere. I don't know. They had an accent. And I was like, they're not in America. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I figured out. That is such an American thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they sound different. They, they're they not they American. Sound different. Yeah, and, and one thing we had to say, because this is an anthology series, uh, there will be spoilers in both of these episodes. Right. So if you haven't seen Playtest or San Junipero, um, pause right now and go watch it. Um, obviously, they are your favorite episodes. So probably worth watching. I haven't seen it yet. Right. So worth you, watching. You if you want discussion, to, come back to this. You cannot have these episodes spoiled. You have to experience the story mm-hmm. as it happens. I mean, I mean that it, it is such like a perfect… Anyway, sorry. No, I'm, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go because I'm going <laughs> to… Once I start, yeah. I'm going to… All right. Okay. So let me just… I'll just give a little more color to uh, play test first. So this kid, Cooper, he goes. He needs to make money. He signs up for all these tests and… The first thing he does is like puts this little chip on his his forehead and then he mm-hmm. starts to be able to see things and they're all like their images are like holograms um, and they're all like virtual and augmented reality and only he can see them and then they kind of hook yeah. him in and say hey do you want to try this more intense version and they drop that he get he says okay and he drops him into a pretty much like a haunted house it's my nightmare it's a haunted house it's Halloween yep. three like yep. three hundred sixty degrees. And again, everything's supposed to be like visualized, augmented VR, AR. And so it's like, oh, this is all fake. This is all fake. There are spiders. There are bullies. There are creepy like characters. And they're all formulated from his subconscious, right. his deepest fears. Right. Exactly. So they exactly. pull yeah. from him and they learn from him algorithmically to create the worst possible monsters and fears that you can create. Now, the part where this gets crazy… Is that yep. you're not supposed to feel anything. You're not supposed to be able to like actually sense anything outside of just visual and audio. But mm-hmm. it gets increasingly, increasingly real. And then there's just… I guess we should just leave it at multiple, multiple inception moments. Where yes. you think he's out, but he's not out. And then you think yeah. he's out, but is he really out? And yeah. it just leaves you feeling incredibly paranoid questioning life and also yeah. questioning the disposability of life almost like the disposable nature of life at the end yeah um yeah so i walked away i remembered like i had probably seen this like long time ago but as i watched it, i yeah, didn't yeah. remember anything but i was just equally floored and i was like i feel not the best watching this yeah <laughs> but yeah. it's very you feel very unsettled 
Right. I, I guess like, you know, for us, we had a couple themes that we kind of pulled from it. First, it's probably like uh-huh. facing the issues and escaping them in terms of, you know, Cooper is constantly escaping from what it seems like his mother. He's not answering his phone calls. He's escaping from his uh-huh. hometown. He's escaping uh-huh. to new places and entering a new reality. Um, so that was yeah. like one of the bigger ones. Um, and then just for me, freak, it freaked me out with like the VR AR thing of how real that stuff could actually be in the future. So those were right. kind of like my big two takeaways. Um, nice. But since you brought this to us, and I think you are very well versed in this episode. <laughs> please. <laughs> He's so excited. Please. Oh Biggest smile. Oh Let's go. Educate us. <laughs> Teach us the ways. What makes you so excited about this episode? First of all, I think I think every interpretation of of the episode is is absolutely and completely valid. I, I mean, that's like the beauty of of art. And I think when you make something, how you know you've made something really interesting is when different people are taking different things on different viewings, right? And I feel like I feel like playtest is, it kind of really embodies that for me. Um, the reason why I said it, I think it's masterful storytelling is because it is constantly, constantly aware of what its audiences are privy to. And it's constantly juggling Mm. this story with what the audience expects, what the audience assumes is true. And then it just totally, like time after time, just flips you on your back, just the same way as it's, it's, you know, Cooper's discovering it, you're discovering it too. And so I feel like when the story starts, you're getting a very run-of-the-mill horror movie setup, right? You're like, okay, there's this guy, He's got, you know, there's an inciting incident, so he needs money. Um, you know, there's a video game company. And so you're like, all right, I see where this is going. Like, you know, you remember that feeling of in the first 10 minutes, you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. I know what I'm going to get. He's going to spend a night in the, hor- you know, in the haunted house, and it's probably going to scare him a little too much. And he's going to go, he's going to go a little, a little berserk. And you're, and, and, and like, if you go into that with, with the, with that assumption, you you come out of it just being like, what? the hell just happened because right as the night is going on you're like oh yeah subconscious fears like um spiders right or like a, a school bully like you're afraid of those things and then what you realize is that no you're afraid like the the actual things that you're afraid of are are like right. far more terrifying so i mean I'm, I'm hoping that people have seen it up, up up at this point but like basically it starts to it starts to play with your perceptions of of time as well. Mm. And that for me was like the crazy thing was like, all right, he's in this program, but he can no longer trust any of it. At first it was sight. It was like, okay, uh, there's a spider there, but it's not really there. And then it was like sounds. And then it was touch Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he didn't think that he could get hurt. But then, you know, clearly his brain was registering the pain. And then the final, like the last one of the senses was, I I think the sense of, of time passing of like, oh, you can't trust that like a minute in in this world is a minute out in the real world. You can't trust, you know, yeah, that you were even in the haunted house to begin with. Like, just from the moment that you were injected with the with the program, you were like you're at the will of this of this ag- algorithm. You're at the mm-hmm. mercy of what the mm-hmm. program wants you to see and feel, and that includes the passage of time. And then you just you, right. you get to a point of like total total dread as you realize he's probably going to be stuck in there forever. Right. I mean, it's just, uh, it's bad. I mean, there's no winning. It's playing a, a chess 
uh, a chess master on on extra hard or legendary status. You can't win. I mean, it's mining your yeah. deepest fear. So even like showing yeah. that last stage of of leaving the facility, getting on a plane, yep. going all the way back to go see his mom, and it's all it's all fake. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a really really bad. I dream. hated that. I was like, no, how? Yeah. Right. yeah, you're not God. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> I've had some really that. bad dreams. <laughs> I've had some really bad dreams where I've like studied for tests in my dream. And then taking the test within my dream, you know, and then yeah, woke oh up God. and it was all fake. And I'm just pissed. You know, that's not what I want to do. You in have real life. that dream too. I, I feel like all Asian people <laughs> have this dream of like there's a test. <laughs> or or for me, there's a course that I haven't passed. Or like for some <laughs> reason I forgot that I had. And I right. for some reason I always have this dream. Of I like, have it too. Man, yeah. Oh God. I, it makes me feel it's, so it good. Freaks me that out. It that. freaks me out. Literally, it's always math and science class because those yeah. are my worst. And yeah, it's always like, sir. and it's me like, you, you have an exam today. I was like, for what? It's like for calculus. I'm like, I had calculus. Like, yeah, you were in. You're supposed to be in class all semester, and you never came yeah. once. You're gonna fail. And I freak out. And I have to literally when I wake up, I'm like, wait, am I? I graduated, right? I have to like literally like go through a check like, of like wait, I graduated. Right? I don't even I'm use math anymore. Yeah. I'm 31 years old. <laughs> Why am I still having dreams about this? So many times. A couple times a year. I'm going to go 0 to 100 right here. Simu, what is your biggest fear? Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's a pretty… That's a, that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> um, I, think, I think for me, if you were to put me in that program… Um, uh, at the surface level, it's cockroaches. Don't oh. like cockroaches. I don't love spiders. So it, you would see that stuff. You would see like zombie. I, I hate scary movies. Um, mm. So that's a testament <laughs> to how good Play Fight was that it kept me. It kept me in. Uh -huh. But you would you would see like every horror movie trope, and that would just be like the the surface level stuff. And then and then the 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 deep like existential stuff is like is like the world turning against because I'm very, I'm very like, I believe in this Myers-Briggs stuff. So I'm like, I'm like ENF, I'm an ENFP and ENFPs thrive off of like attention and validation. And it's always mm -hmm. what I seek from my parents and and like, you know, it's, it's just like a part of me. And so for us, it's like the biggest, it's like if the world suddenly turned its back on you or hated mm. you or refused mm. to give you any, you know, like that would, that would really hurt losing, mm -hmm. losing my family. That would, that would, I think be that would be pretty far up there too, um, and then like um, and then just like a, like maybe like a global pandemic that like forces the entire population <laughs> to oh wait oh no it's happening it's happening <laughs> oh my god dude <laughs> oh man traps you in a hotel in Australia dude, so timely very timely oh, yeah so timely. and you get trapped in a hotel in Australia and it's your thirty first birthday. And, and you can't, you can't do anything. What, Someone sends what would you, balloons. You don't know yeah. who. You don't even you don't know who. Anymore. And the only thing you think of when you see those balloons are, does it have the virus? <laughs> That's all you can think of. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. Yeah, Eric, Literally, it's Eric, for me. Panda Express. And I'm telling you, this guy like gets into like a full out <laughs> like costume. Puts the goggles on. <laughs> 
puts the mask on, sprays himself down. You don't know down. where they've oh, been. Oh my god! You gotta zap true. it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, Eddie, how about you? What are, What are your biggest fears? I think it'd be quite similar. I think it would revolve yep. a lot more around family mm. and uh, and having my wife leave me and, and my dog not loving me anymore. And mm-hmm. then obviously if something uh. happened to you guys, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 when you were saying that, Simu, like from what I've observed, like you really wear your heart on your sleeve, and you're very open with your fans and the community, and very outspoken about the discrimination going on right now and the hate crimes. So you know, it, it is really interesting to hear that from you. Um, mm. And yeah, and I also think that's also why you're so likable. You know, you, you, you do make yourself very vulnerable in that case. So you give to the world as much as you know, as you take in. Exactly. Yeah. Eric, how about yourself? Oh, thank my, you. I appreciate that. My fears, like, I hate rats. Like, rats freak me the F out. If I see a rat, I will literally, it's just gag reflex immediately. It's run for the hills, get in a bunker. Wow. I'm never leaving. But that goes deeper because you're I a have, huge germaphobe. Well, I'm a germaphobe, but I've also had a lot of really traumatic experiences with rats, like mm. in my bed. In my house, um, in my suitcase, um, you've eaten one. I've eaten rat. Like it's, I've had really bad experiences with rats. So I'm pretty sure. Oh man, it would not be a spider. It would just be rats, and those rats would get rats. bigger and bigger. They would learn to talk. They would chase me down halls. They would make me their prisoner, and then. <laughs> you oh know, I don't know. You're, I don't know what would happen. Really far. Oh man, I, I'm just saying. That's that's just me. That's just me. I do. Okay. I know what'll me. happen. I, I'm not gonna say <laughs> okay. it on this podcast, but it's the natural it's a natural progression. That's all I'm saying. All right, we'll That's talk about this after the podcast. All right, we'll talk about this after. But, we'll talk about this um, weird sleepy yeah, rat no, stuff. I'm, um I know. I uh so yeah, gen- I, it's also is, I have a you- genuinely I have a I have a I have a Go question. I'm sorry to sorry to interrupt. How rat like do they need to be? Is it like are like is Mickey Mouse not even okay? Or is like if uh, I drew a rat or like if you saw ratatouille, would you be like, like, would you feel it? Um, I, or like, does it have to be like a real rat? Like cartoons are fine. I don't, I can, I can tell when it's Tom and Jerry. Jerry's cool. Like leave him alone. Okay. Mickey Mouse, leave him alone. Ratatouille, okay. like if he was a little more realistic, mm. I would not. But <laughs> I, so to cute. be honest. He's so cute. I haven't watched Ratatouille. Wow. Because… Okay. Wow. Because I like just don't, I don't want to sympathize with the rat. Right. I don't want Look, to. Look, that makes sense. All. That makes sense. You don't. <laughs> if you're afraid of rats, you're not going to be first in line to watch a movie with rat in its in its title. No. So. Right. It's 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 not it's not something that excites me. Like a, yeah, a picture like of enough. a rat. Yeah, a picture of a rat even on the internet. Mm. I'll just I. I like have a little like thick like a physical reaction. I'll just like swipe away. I can sympathize with that. Like my fans, when they want to be mean, they will send me pictures of rats, and they know this. Like I like throw my phone. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't do it. Oh my it. god, are you sure? <laughs> I just don't. Are, are you sure they're your fans, dude? <laughs> right. So I feel like this is visual terrorism in many ways. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't do it. Okay. Yeah. No more. That's a lesson learned. I because I always thought it was kind of jokey. But then I would see in like the Twitter feeds of people being like, y'all, seriously stop sending Eric rats. Like it's bad. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's cute. Like here's Master Splinter. Here's Ratatouille. Oh my. And oh my Eric gross. is just like shaking. I don't like it. I don't like um, it. I could deal oh, with yeah, it. I, I forgot about like, Master Splinter. Very, yeah. A very yeah. prominent rat. A very prominent rat <laughs> in the in show business. 
<laughs> he ain't he ain't cool. He ain't cool. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I don't mean to be you know against rats, but I am against yeah, rats. I'm it's sorry. fine. You don't have to. You know, it got is it, what it is. Got it. That's a hot um, take. It's a hot take. I mean, fair <laughs> enough. I don't, they yeah. probably don't like you either because I know you have. I will try to kill them. Kind. I'm I'm dead got serious. It. I will if you're a rat, I will try to kill you. <laughs> I will come for you. Seemingly has a good point. I mean, you just publicly announced to the rat community <laughs> that you have eaten a rat before, even if it is on a it's television true. show. I mean, it's you true. Know, survival. You got to survive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, um, you did anyways. it for reality TV. Oh man. Yeah, okay. it was. It was a tough oh, show. It was a lot of weird stuff going on in that show. I'll tell you about that another day. It was weird. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's you know. That's kind of uh, if if this discussion of spiders, rats, and augmented reality time senses doesn't pique your interest, I really don't know what will. And this is to our amazing audience, but uh, that is you know, uh, playtest season three, yeah, episode yeah. two. So the next one is season three, episode four. It's called San Junipero. Yeah, pronounce that right. Junipero, Junipero, hmm? Junipero. One yeah, I think. Yeah. Junipero. yeah. It's a fictional place. Um, it's a fictional place. And I don't know. How should we describe this? What's mm. a good… Like… Actually, Simu, if if you can even give a brief like recollection or synopsis on this love in your to. own words. I'd love to. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this, is another, this is another thing of like why I love Black Mirror so much. Another reason why I love Black Mirror so much is, is that… It is, you know, it never gives you the answers. It never, you know, it doesn't start like uh, like your typical story where you set up like, oh, this is the world that we're in. This is the, you know, this is the characters. And they just throw you right in and you're spending the episode catching up with the story, but then also trying to fill in the blanks for yourself, which I love. Um, so, yeah, in San Junipero, it's like you said, you know, in the description, the year is 1984. You follow this, um, you know, you, you follow this party girl. Um, into like a party and then she meets another girl they kind of have a really strong connection and um and then and then they kind of uh the day resets and you're like what happened you don't know anything about what this place is or or what the rules are but you kind of get the sense that it's not reality there's something mm -hmm. just a little bit kind of uh, fantastical about about the reality that they the reality that they live in and um, right. and so as as time goes on, you know, again, you're you're getting clues little by little until you realize that this is, you know, that these people are not how they're portrayed on film. They're actually much older, and um, this is a place that people go or their consciousness goes um, when they die. That this is mm -hmm. this is something that is artificially created for people to survive beyond their physical body. And so it's it's San Junipero, and the reason why one of them, um, the reason why the day keeps resetting at midnight is because there is you know a woman who is terminally ill, but she's not, you know she hasn't crossed over yet. And so what they're doing is they're trying to introduce her to the system to see if she likes it, to see if like this is what she mm -hmm. wants. And um, so she only gets a few hours every week to kind of to kind of be there. And and what happens is she ends up falling in love with somebody. Um, she doesn't know who they are or what, you know, mm -hmm. whether or not they're even still alive. Um, and um, it, it, what unfolds is one of the most beautiful love stories I've, I've ever seen. It's just absolutely beautiful. I don't know if you guys agree. You can chime in, please. I did like it. And I think it was one of the only Black Mirror episodes where it kind of ends 
on a happier note. Everything in Black Mirror yeah. is just like somebody dies. Somebody's right. like forced into something crazy. Just feel dirty. Somebody's are head chopped off. Someone has a rat just thrown on them. I don't know. But this one was very <laughs> pleasant. It was generally pleasant. Which I appreciated right. in many ways. Um, so you know watching it there's a lot of just like… You know it feels very nostalgic. There's a lot of dancing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of just romance. And um, yeah. I agree with you. It was just a beautiful love story. Um, mm-hmm. That had a lot mm-hmm. of questions throughout. Yeah. And I, I guess… What really sh- struck a nerve with me uh, was… I don't know. It's it's this chance of an afterlife. That really like kept me up at night. Like I, after I watched this I went over and I just like… Hugged my wife. And I was like… I'm so glad that something like this doesn't exist. I don't know. The concept of forever has always scared me. Mm. Um, right, even if right. you're transferring your consciousness into a uh, virtual reality or something. Um, you know, it definitely had it had me thinking quite a bit. Mm. Um, especially because Kelly, the fun outgoing uh, lady who was terminally ill. You know, she had to make a decision. Is she going to stay in this afterlife when and basically transfer her consciousness over to San Junipero? Or is she just going to… You know, die, get buried in the right. dirt, and if she doesn't believe in in heaven or any other afterlife, then she just ceases to exist. Um, but I thought one of right. the most fascinating things was as they're having this fling, um, they barely know anything about each other in the real world, kind of like Sims or something. Right. Um, and she reveals that she had been happily married for like forty nine years and had yeah. a daughter, and um, yeah. it is uh, it is told that. Her husband who passed away before her refused to get into this afterlife. Um, because right. they had a daughter that passed away before this technology even existed. So she right. didn't have a chance to get into uh, mm-hmm. San Junipero. So she was yeah. firm on her decision. I'm going to go with my past family because those are still the, loves of my, uh, the love of my lives. And then it is soon discovered that at the very, very end… Again, spoiler. Spoiler if you… If you're brave enough to listen to this point, okay… <laughs> uh, she still… She ultimately decides to end up with Yorkie. Who she, she yeah. found and met over a short period of time. So I don't know. Did you agree with that decision? I know it was like super uplifting. But what about the other family? That's so here's why. I, I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. to say that I agree. And then I'm going to tell you exactly why. But okay. um, so, so it's, it's the fact that I think the both of them… For me, it was it was very very uh, poignant. But the both of them lived their lives as as uh, straight women. That mm. they, um, uh. I, I, you know, th- that they spent their whole lives doing what they thought they had to, maybe suppressing a part of themselves that they were afraid to express. And you know, happily married with kids, um, lived out entire lives, and then in, only in San Junipero that they were actually for the first time able to embrace each other for who they truly were it was it was almost like a second chance to, mm. to uh, like a, a do-over and um you know these people would have never met under normal normal circumstances um or or they would have been you know at a totally different place in life um as we know timing is everything with with these things and with love um and so why i love that they ultimately decided to take a chance despite you know being scared of the concept of forever despite not knowing if their, you know, that their relationship would work out in the long term because it was like they were seeing each other for a limited amount of time. It was like a fling. It was exciting, but they're, you know, it's that it's that hopeless romantic leap of faith gesture of like we're gonna try because we've been given a second chance at this and you know we never got mm. to explore that part of ourselves. 
um, in, you know, in our past lives. So that's, that's why it was beautiful mm -hmm. for me. You see, that's why you're an actor and you're way better at this than I am. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like… Way oh, more man. qualified than we are. Thinking back, but thinking back, a lot of what you said makes sense. Like, you know, uh, Kelly was avoiding Yorkie even though they had just a crazy connection. You right. know, like mm -hmm. the first time they hooked up, like they were yeah. gleaming, both of them. And obviously… Kelly felt some guilt because she's like, yeah, I've been happily married. Or at least I thought mm -hmm. I was. Or maybe she was at the time. But um, what? Yeah, what a beautiful interpretation. That, yeah. To no, no limits. No, I thought it was a beautiful story. I think, you know, what stood out for me in this episode actually beyond the romance was just… I couldn't get over the fact like the entire time I kept asking myself, if this existed, would I do it? Would right. I choose to sign up for this program? And would I live forever? And now, for now, my answer is no. I don't know if I would mm -hmm. want to live forever. I, mm -hmm. uh, it's just too, I don't like anything that's permanent. That's just me. Like, I don't even have a tattoo. Yeah. Like, I wish I could get a tattoo, but I can't even get a tattoo because it's just too permanent for me. The idea yeah. and the concept of forever is weird to me. It's weird. And yeah, I don't know if that's just me, but it was just like, just that itself was like kind of freaking me out. I was like, mm. No. Hmm. Like it's cool. What about you, Simu? Man, what, what it, was your decision? I, I think dude, I think about the same thing and honestly, I think it might have changed with quarantine because you think about you think about the situation <laughs> that we're in in quarantine and and like right. the weird like permanence of it, right? And and there's a sense of like am I trapped here? And uh -huh. and it's the same I think it was the same idea with San Junipero is like, yeah, it's great like you know, when you're first introduced to the world, it's like nightclubs. There's all these different types. You can be in any time period you want. You can look like any, you know, you could be like 90 years old and look like at your prime in 23. You could right. choose to be a, you know, you could be a man and, and choose to be a woman or, or the other way around or or anything in between. You could be, you know, and, 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 and you know, that, that was really interesting for me to explore. But then at the same time, it's like this idea of, yes, but are you, but you're trapped. There's this, there's mm. this weird, like, yeah, but every day, every day is the same. And if every day is the same, then how do you, how do things change? To live and to be human is to be in a constant state of evolution and flux. And right. How do you do that if you don't age? Or how do you do that if, if you know, if, if everyone that you meet just is, is doing the same thing every day? I mean, right. are you going to, are you going to work? Are you going to write a book? Are you going to, you know, are you going to have ambitions and dreams if, if you know you're just going to live every day and you don't need to, you don't need to sustain yourself. You don't need to eat. You right. don't need to work. You just, yeah. I mean. I don't have an answer I, for you. That's a, that's a great point. Even in, in quarantine, I've literally thought to myself, I'm like, what would happen if this is literally our new normal and we have to live like this forever? Like, it's not, it's not fun, dude. This is not in any way what we would imagine living to be like. You know, for, for kids, you know, maybe sometime down in the future, this may be the absolute norm. And, you know, this is actually, you know, going back to playtest, talking about fears. One of my biggest fears is like, I sometimes feel like the world is going to end. And it's, it's this thing of like, is it cool to be living in this world where we know that we're kind of messing it up? Or is, is it okay for us to be in this virtual other reality kind of thing like i think that's the stuff that actually black mirror does a really good job at addressing and having people think about it right so I, I think a reason that i personally enjoy black mirror but also hate it is because i'm forced to think about things and topics 
that I am uncomfortable dealing with. That right. I don't want to think about. <laughs> and yeah. it leaves yeah, me yeah, for yeah. days just like, what would happen? Um, yeah. yeah. But that's probably yeah, part of the novel and the genius of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It totally, I, have uh, that, I have that crisis every episode I watch, you know, and there's there's things that deal with, you know, not only like you dying, but also, you know, like Be Right Back is another one that really was so like fundamentally disturbing because it was about your loved ones dying. And, and then if you had the option to bring them back based on their social media, like based on oh. the imprint that they left on the world, right. like, would right. you? Because I mean, is is that person gonna actually beat them? And I don't, man. It's it's just so. It's a great show. You gotta you you gotta give it to them. It's a great that they make they make good shows. It's it really is a show that I felt like uh, the director has taken bits and pieces of every conversation that like young people have talked about as they're just like in college on a rooftop drinking a beer and talking like, dude, what if like. Our lives could. What if our consciousness could be transferred into an afterlife? You know. And then he's like writing it down. He's like, yeah, "Oh, that's dude. a great. That's a great. That's a great episode." <laughs> um, it, it totally, it totally effed me up, man. I uh, especially in quarantine, like you said, it's making you reconsider uh, everything. And I had a dream. Uh, I told Eric just a couple of nights ago. Uh, I was at a concert. Someone bumped into me, spilled their beer all over me, and I smiled. I was like, dude, I'm just so glad that we're back to normal and we're seeing live shows. And uh, it made me realize that, you know, we're really missing our norm right now. Mm. Um, but anyways. Yeah, man. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's… You picked two very, very great episodes of Black Mirror to discuss. One that's more uplifting and romantic. One that's the complete opposite. Uh, very dark and grim. Um, but… You know, if you have to say like one last thing for our listeners to give Black Mirror a shot. Because we have people who listen from all different walks of life and spectrums and geographic locations. What is your argument uh, for people to commit to Black Mirror uh, as a whole or these two episodes or whatever you want to… However you want to approach it. Um, I think that… I think the the most profound thing that I can say is that you will come out of Black Mirror… A different person than you came in, ooh, ooh, because it will, it will, it will force you to grapple with these, like we said, like these ideas of consciousness, of life and death, questions that you may not necessarily have felt the need to answer, but because you you see it in Black Mirror, you you will you will be forced to answer them, and or at least to think to think about them, and um, mm -hmm. I think. I think if if a show can manage to do that, then it's it's absolutely great art, and um, yeah, I, I I mean I mean yeah, not a totally totally different person, but but I think you you will learn something about yourself, and you yeah. will um, you will you will you will be thinking about the episodes um, far after they're they're done. I so, can agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah. I mean, you know, clearly for Simu, it's a commit to Black Mirror. I mean, Eddie, how about yourself? Yeah, it's a commit. commit, right? Yeah. Have you seen all of them? I've seen most of them. And then I saw the the Miley Cyrus one. I was like, nope. I am basically <laughs> done. 
I think that was ranked the worst out of all of the. the I haven't Black seen Mirrors. that one. I saw a list of. Oh really? Of, I didn't uh, think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh well, I guess everyone everyone to each their own. I just couldn't do it. Um, maybe because I work in music, but um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. what was it? I'd say my favorite one was definitely the one. Uh, the dude in his virtual reality where he's like the commander of the ship. Another… Oh, like this fake Star Trek thing. Yes. That's another one that, yes. that harps on forever and being uh-huh. trapped in eternity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, very yep. very common threads throughout the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, what the about USS you? The USS Callister. That's what it's called. Yes. yes that's what it was. That's, that's right. what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, for me… Like I haven't watched all the episodes. I, I have to go in little spurts because like I said… I walk away from these shows feeling too many emotions and like existential crises and philosophical questions. And I like to watch TV to de-stress, not to be stressed. Right. So <laughs> I, I've seen a few of them. I think one of my favorites though is… It's the one with the social media mm. where everybody gives each other rankings. And like yes. five stars or four stars. And like the yes. extent to which people will go… And change their behavior and change who they are to for the yeah. acceptance of other people. And um, this is just a very good critique and yes. social commentary on the world that we live in uh, today. So yeah. for yeah. me, I like that. I like Black Mirror as a whole. If you guys aren't familiar with it, uh, check it out. And even if you have, like, like I was saying, for me, like, thanks to you, I went back and watched some of these. And I was like… I don't remember anything. I have a horrible memory. But regardless, it was a really good show. Right. To, to do it. It's exactly a great show. And um, there are episodes with, with happier endings or like ones that are a little bit more palatable. Because I mean, we're in quarantine. You're right. Everyone's a little bit stressed. Nobody wants to like <laughs> pile on the stress. But um, if you want to get started… I mean, I mean, I think San Junipero is a great way to start. And I also think Hang the mm-hmm. DJ. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one. But it's the dating yes. app one. Um. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. yep, that's a that's good That's a one. really good one. Um, um I love I, I love that one. Nice, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Well, Simu, thanks for those recommendations. Um we're going to start wrapping up the show. Um before we let you go though, we do have some burning questions from our fans um to you. And nice. if you don't mind, I'm just going to throw you some questions. Are you ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, this is an odd question, but it's a question valid nonetheless. From oh God. the diaster, do you squeeze the toothpaste tube from the middle? And after getting home from traveling, do you unpack right away or do you procrastinate for a couple of days and weeks? Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These are very, very specific questions. Um, very specific. All right. I'm trying to imagine a toothpaste. Uh, I'm trying to imagine toothpaste and, and f- figure out what I do with it. I think in the beginning when the stakes are low… I'll just I'll just squeeze from like the middle, um, mm-hmm. and then as as it empties out a little bit, I will gradually shift to squeezing right. from the from the bottom. Right? It's not like a one answer fits all. It's like because you don't want to squeeze a full tube from the bottom. That's kind of right. Weird. That seems you just want to give it a little right, right. So it, it a little it does, love tap it does change a love tap, if you will. Yes, yes. And then and then if I unpack. Uh, or, or how soon do I unpack? I think it depends on how much. When I got here in Australia, it took me forever because I brought like, I basically brought my whole life with me. I had four giant suitcases. So that definitely, I, I like unpacked the essentials. Then I was like, eh, the rest, I mean, 
it did take it did take a couple weeks. How long is this uh, this show or this movie shooting for? I think we were originally supposed to go until the end of May, um, uh-huh. but now now who knows? Who knows? We're living in what? our own San Junipero. <laughs> when did you start? I mean, for mo- for me, I have no idea, no perception of yeah. We how don't have any context. Shot. Yeah, music is way low lower risk in production timeline. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's. I, I think music is is completely fascinating and totally foreign to me. But um, um, I I got here I got here in October to start oh, wow. uh, to start our prep. Um, but yeah, then obviously with the, with a movie like this, I mean, there's a physical component. You have to mm-hmm. you know you, you have to make sure that you you know you're you're up to you're up to speed on on what what the demands of the character are and and. You know, for right. me, I I definitely you know being raised on the amount of martial arts films that I that I that I was not doing my own my own stuff was was never really an option, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that was definitely the the goal when I when I went in. So that's yeah, super a lot cool. Of, lot of um, speaking of this, uh, Kagira asks, how uncomfortable is the suit or costume? Please rate from Ooh. sweatpants to stiletto heels. Um, I think, uh, I think, I, I don't want to comment on it before it's released to the, before the world uh-huh. has seen it, because I don't want to give anything away. I want it, I want it to be a total Fair. complete surprise. Yeah. Fair. I like that. I like that. I like the secrecy. I got a question. Um, this is from Jalen Bober. Okay. Who is your favorite superhero? Um, and what are you looking most forward to? Um, just, I guess this year, I don't know what you said, looking most forward to. Um, I am most looking forward to, I'm most looking forward to our frontline healthcare workers being able to go home to get a well-deserved mm. rest, to be able to hug their family members without being scared yeah. of infecting them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, honestly, like that's, I think what I, what I want more than anything else in the world. Um, and then my favorite superhero um, in comic books is is uh, ooh that's that's actually a good question because in in movies I love Thor, but I think Thor mm. is you know it's it's obviously different than the way that that he's that he's drawn in comics. In the comics, I'd have to I love I love Batman. I love I love reading uh-huh. Batman. I don't know if that's like treasonous to say, but they they made some really good <laughs> comics. They. <laughs> collaborated with some really amazing artists and storytellers. Um, I got, I gotta say, um, and then yeah, in and then in life, like today, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious who our real superheroes are. They're literally, yeah, you know, they're 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 putting on masks every day and and going out and you know the scrub is the the scrub is the superhero costume and they're like putting their lives on the line so that we could be safe. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my answer and I'm sticking to it. I don't care if it's all cliche. right. Great answer. Loved it. Um, last one. What is the first food, first meal you're going to go for as soon as you can? Actually, you know, this is not fair because apparently you get to leave the house and walk around. And, and you're going for walks. <laughs> no, but but, but, but but I don't. Yeah, yeah. I miss, man. I miss just sitting around a table with people and enjoying like that's fair. communal True. food. Like. Just the, the how emotional I get just thinking about sitting around uh-huh. a table, a KBBQ table with a bunch of friends, grilling, grilling Ooh. up some samgyeopsal, oh. grilling up some some kalbi, you know. Oh, 
Like, yeah, that's man. what I, yeah, man, that's what I want. That's what I want. That's going to be my first meal when I get out of this. I'm going to call up all of my friends. I'm going to be like, we're, <laughs> we're just going to sit, enjoy Feast. each other's company, hug each other, um, mm. you know, and, and grill meat together. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that pretty much wraps up our questions for you. Um, last but not least, anything that you want to say to our listeners, anything you want to plug, anything you want to share, this is the time. Go for it. Um, I think it's, man, right now is such an interesting time because you're seeing, you're seeing the world, at least parts of the world giving into anxiety and fear and hatred. You know, I think it's really easy in in times like this to point fingers. And I think we're seeing that in, in these, these, you know, personal attacks directed at people of Asian descent all over the world, not just in America, by the way, there's, there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's been attacks in Sydney, a woman was spat on on the street. Um, you know, people have been stabbed, um, physically attacked, harassed, um, just because of the color of their, of their skin. And, you know, I think while it's understandable that obviously in a time like this, you know, there are feelings of anger, of anxiety, of resentment, but, um, I think, you know, human beings by their nature are wired to be empathetic. We're, we're wired to want to help each other. And regardless mm-hmm. of where this virus came from or, you know, the, 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 the insane circumstances in which it, it happened. I mean, I mean, I, I think we all just need to we all just need to kind of step up and say, what, what can I do? Mm-hmm. What can I do? Um, whether that's, you know, highlighting health networks in our area that could really use um, protective equipment, whether that's, you know, being a frontline worker yourselves um, or whether that's just, you know, being an emotional support to those around you. Like, how can you make this world better and how can we come out of quarantine in a better place than we than we went in? Um, mm-hmm. That's what I would encourage, you know, everybody listening to think about, um, you know, it's again it's it's easy it's easy to point a finger i feel like that's you know it's it's a knee-jerk reaction and and it's and it's honestly it's valid but but i challenge i would challenge everybody to 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 just try to try to stay positive and and to try to radiate positivity Mm -hmm. all right that very well spoken spoken like a true Um, superhero i love it like a true superhero but uh right Dude, thank you so much for making time. We know how uh, how busy you are, regardless of being in isolation and whatnot. But we really appreciate you coming on, sharing your story. I'm slammed. I'm slammed. I got Oculus. I got PS4. I got Switch. I mean, <laughs> I, my schedule Dude. is packed. So you should feel, you need to you tell- feel very honored. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, getting to know you. And I, I can't wait to hang out in person Likewise, sometime man. soon. Um, Dude, stay healthy, stay absolutely. safe. You All right, awesome, we'll connect again soon. All right, brother. Sure, nice sure, meeting guys. you finally. All right, take care. Great to meet we'll you guys too. Let's do it again sometime. Bye. Sounds All right. good. All right, see ya. All right, guys, and that's a wrap on this special episode of Commit or Quit. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation with Simu. Uh, I think we had a lot of fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Good time, good time. Yeah, and please let us know if you agree with Simu. Tag us on our Twitter at The Dive Studios to let us know your thoughts. And also, make sure to subscribe to Dive Studios on YouTube at youtube.com backslash dive studios. Follow us on Instagram at The Dive Studios, on TikTok, 
And make sure, last but not least, subscribe to our Patreon as well at patreon.com backslash dive studios, where you can find a bunch of different perks, early access, 24 hours, behind the scenes, whatever it is. It helps us a lot. And we thank you very, very much. All right. And lastly, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, Commit or Quit, so you don't miss any new episodes. We have a lot more coming for you. So wherever you're listening from, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever it is, just hit subscribe. It's free. And leave us a nice rate or review. So that's it for this show. Have a great day. And we'll see you next time on Commit or Quit. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.